You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the Packernet Podcast. I am your host and resident panelist, as always, Ryan Schlipp. Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore daddy. All right, so... I don't know, man. (laughs) I really hate to start on a bad note, because we won the game. And I said it would be close. We won a close game. Should be sitting here being like, yeah, man, freaking told you, victory lap, here we go. But, I mean, I don't know. I think I, I just got done recording Packernet After Dark. If you haven't listened to that, go do that first and then meet me back here, okay? we got to do things in order. Please don't miss it. Really high-quality stuff. Um, I believe it was caller number five, not the actual order of the call. I just mean, you know, that, that's that's the name he goes by. Or no, maybe it was Omar. I don't know. I think it was Omar. The point is, and this was kind of a general consensus throughout, but the, the, the main point that I'm pretty sure Omar made the second time he called was just the fact that what we're watching doesn't feel... Again, I hate to even get the words out of my mouth because people are going to be like, I'm not listening to this idiot. We won. He's stupid. It doesn't, it doesn't feel good. And it's not just like, well, that was a bad game. You know, sometimes you have bad games. I wish it wasn't a bad game. What we've watched over four weeks kind of just feels to me and to at least one other person on planet Earth like maybe this just isn't going to be a thing this year. And I I fully understand that this is an overreaction and it's early and things can change. I'm just talking about what we're watching so far, what we've watched through four games what we've watched in terms of our defense's ability to stop the run when we know they're going to run the ball, our offense's ability to do kind of anything. This is, this is so far from a powerhouse offense. It is a, if I'm being polite, a subpar offense, a little bit more accurate, probably right now, bottom tier. And so I think, you know, the, the point that he had made and that I kind of elaborated upon was that, Yes, things can change, but we can't just sit here and say, we're the Packers. We know it's going to be different. We know it's going to change. We know it's going to get better. And we know we're going to be a top team in the NFC. We're going to win the division. We're going to go to the playoffs and then lose in the playoffs because that's what we do. Maybe with some minor tweaks, some things getting better, some things getting worse and injuries happening and everything else. But maybe overall, this is kind of just what we are now. We're not a powerhouse offense with a mediocre defense. We're a, well talented defense that really struggles in certain facets with an offense that's just kind of okay sometimes you're a mediocre team and we're not used to it and we don't feel like it should be we got a defense we still got the mvp quarterback we got you know running backs and stuff and 
Offensive line kind of sucks, but could be better, might get better. I think the larger point, though, for me is I don't know what's going to happen, but until they show it, I'm not going to assume it. Until they show me, no, it was just a glitch. We're real good at stopping the run because we're a powerhouse defense. Until then, you suck at it. Maybe there's going to be some great chemistry with this offense and it's going to gel and Rodgers and the receivers and the tight ends and the running backs are all going to be on the same page and they're just going to be picking people apart down the field. We've seen it in glimpses, just not for a sustained period of time, but maybe they're going to sustain it and it's going to be beautiful and the rookies are just going to keep getting better. It's going to be a good... I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. But until then, our offense sucks. Until they don't, they do. I love Aaron Jones. He's doing a good job, but, you know gets to a point where you're gashing people on the ground and you can't throw to save your life and they're like all right let's take away the run and they do and it's like all right now they're stopping the run what's our counter and it's like well we could try to pass but then we i don't know can't do that again i i think the patriots are underrated and and bill belichick is underrated and the whole third string quarterback thing eh, because the issue he didn't beat us we were unable to stop the run. And so they kept running and they kept gashing us. And then they would set him up after nine straight runs with a play action pass in which everybody bites. There's zero pass rush because they were expecting a run and a guy's running down the field wide open. And so he's throwing little lob passes to wide open guys. And then it's back to run, 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 run. And there's really no reason for them to stop running other than just to make us look even more stupid. And then, you know, complete a 20 yard pass and then run, 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 touchdown. Well, delay of game, delay of game that doesn't get called and then touchdown. But, you know, result is probably the same either way. So I, I don't know. I'm, I'm in a tough spot here. This is a Packers team that is three and one. And there's a lot to like. Up until this game, I thought Rodgers was playing decent football, especially weeks two and three. I thought he was on point. We've seen glimmers from the receivers. You know, last week, Dobbs was solid if Dobbs didn't have you know a fumble and a drop he would have had a phenomenal game but of course he did so he wasn't great we see the speed from Watson but you know it's another week of just being speed from Watson and they finally after all this time gave him one more shot deep down the field and granted it the throw kind of sucked but I don't know what in the world Watson is trying to do um I don't, I don't understand the whole, I'm not going to turn around, I'm going to raise my right arm, and hopefully it smacks the back of my hand, and then, then I'll catch it. I don't know. I don't know what he's doing with that. You know, Lazard can't separate, but, you know, Rodgers and, and Lazard are on such a, a mind meld that he, once a game, just launches up these 30-yard passes to Lazard, where there is no separation, but he comes down with it. Then Randall does his running for, the, for, his, for dear life, on third down to try to convert those. But it's just, it's, there were a lot of questions in the press conferences to Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur about, is this sustainable? And the answer to the question is no, there needs to be more. And, 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 and again, I think the more comes down to this. It's not hard. The offensive line needs to be better. It's not good. We need production from our rookies. And I'm not sitting here saying just force feed them because I think that'll cause more problems. I think a lot of the incompletions and the problems were probably Rodgers trying to throw to rookies who are just not doing the right thing. I'm not blaming them. Rodgers played like garbage. I'm just saying it's going to cause problems. And so he leaned on, and, and when he leaned on Lazard and Cobb, it was pretty fruitful. And the good news is Dobbs is kind of getting into that inner circle. He's leaning on him in critical situations, a back shoulder throw for a touchdown. And the fact that Dobbs rewarded him for it is fantastic. So it's great that that's becoming a thing. 
But, you know, we need the rookie production. We need the offensive line. We need to stop the run. I don't think there's anything else that we're deficient in that needs to happen. You know, I, I, tight ends would be nice to have some contribution from them in the receiving game. I know Tunyon had the touchdown. That's cool. But it's like, what, a catch a game from, from our four tight ends? Come on, guys. I mean, that, that's, a, that's a... I know we use them for blocking a lot, and that's cool. I saw DeGuara doing a ton of blocking. Mercedes is constantly blocking. I saw a lot of Tyler Davis. I'm, I'm guessing he was blocking and probably ran some routes. I didn't really see what he was doing, but I'm sure he was doing stuff. But it just feels like such wasted opportunity, you know? They just not getting open, or what? What? What's the problem there? So there, there, there's not that many things. I think if we can do those things, we can be a top tier team. But I can't just sit here and say it's going to happen eventually. We have to stop the run. You know, I'm seeing um, Sam Holman on Twitter talking about it, saying this is not a a lack of scheme. That they tried to load the box and it didn't work. At the end of the day, you got to win and. You know, we've, we've littered that defense with first-round picks and, and, you know, high-priced free agents and everything else. And if you can't just win one-on-one battles with every other team who doesn't just load up their offensive line and running backs with first-round picks, you got to win. You know, I mean, you, you got second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth-round undrafted free agents. I mean, you got, you got patchwork offensive lines. Not everybody, but you, you this is such a rare and unique group of of high-priced people. They have to win. You have to win. And they're just not. So I don't know. But they got to do it. And as far as the things I have the most faith in, I'd have to say the offensive line because we've seen it. It's there. We know it exists. I don't know what exists with these rookies. I have no idea what their ceiling is going to be. I don't know that Christian Watson is anything other than a than a jet sweep guy at the in his career. I have no idea. And the defensive line, I've never seen the Packers really have a good run defense, so I have no real reason to expect that to be any different. But at the very least, our offensive line with David Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins and John Runyon and, you know, I don't know what Myers and, and, and Royce bring to the table necessarily, but, I mean, we, we've seen them produce at a high level. And I'm not saying they're bad all the time. I think the run blocking is superb, not all the time, but, but better than in the past. But I'm I'm kind of stunned at how bad the pass blocking has been. And and again, the Patriots have an underrated pass rush in in uh, Judon and Wise. Those two guys are really incredible. But for Elton to just get whooped as many times as he did, there's a problem there. And I don't exactly know what it is. And people are calling for him to get kicked inside. And maybe you should. I don't know. I don't know if that's the answer or what. But um, it's not good enough. But here we sit again. It's a win, and we're kind of saying the same thing, right? It's, uh, they have time, and they do. And, and, and the good thing is there is still some steady growth. If nothing else, there's additional growth from Dobbs. The deep pass, we didn't see that before. Even though he dropped it, man, that was, that was, that was beautiful. The back shoulder fade. That's a new wrinkle we haven't seen from Dobbs that was, that was nice to see. We tried Watson again, didn't work, you know. Hopefully we, we get on that a little bit. And again, I think the run game continues to produce at a high level. And Aaron Jones, Aaron, Aaron Jones and Kenny Clark are the two guys that I'm looking at saying, I don't know that I've ever seen them play this, this well before. I don't really care what the PFF grades are. I know Kenny's doing great. I don't think Aaron is quite that high. I just, I, Aaron has always been kind of this good. And maybe it's just a mix of like the run blocking is slightly better. So he just is able to get past that next level and we're just showcasing it. But I, I just, I, I just, I don't know. I, I've, I've always liked Darren Jones, and I've always known he's a, a good running back. 
and a, and a top-tier running back. I feel like I've never seen a guy like Aaron Jones before. Just flat out. I'm not saying best ever. I'm just talking about unique in a very, very good way. You know, of all the good running backs you can think of, I can't think of one that parallels Aaron Jones in terms of his style of running and everything else. He's so different than the Barry Sanders and the Deion Sanders and the, even the Saquon Barkleys and the Christian McCaffreys and, you know, Alvin Kamara, Derek Henry, anybody that, that you know, Amon Green, whatever. He's so unbelievably unique. It's, it's, it feels like he's cheating. Like if it was a video game, I would be watching being like, you're cheating. You're using cheats of some sort, some kind of a hacky, cheaty, cheat code thing. Mortal Kombat, up, down, left, you know, BX, XDL. I don't know. I don't remember the things. And making them up, it doesn't matter. Uppercut, spike through the skull. But it's, it's, it's almost like he's out there practicing running drills and there's no people out there. I don't know how to explain it. I don't need to explain it. You watch him too. I, I just... I'm real excited about it. And again, Kenny is unstoppable and, and stupid Romo. I, I, I know Romo's a good dude and he's from Wisconsin and he went to, she went to Blaine's high school. It's kind of cool that they showed it on TV and everything, but the guy was driving me nuts. And I know like, you know, players and stuff, they like to give credit. Even, even the announcers, they love to give credit to the players whenever they can, but they were giving the Patriots way too much credit. When they said, well, they ran right at Kenny Clark and they showed the replay and they're trying to tell me that Cole Strain dominated Kenny Clark and they ran right at him and then they show the replay and it's a double team and he's still going on about how great Cole Strange was I wanted to jump through my television bro that's a double team and he didn't move all that much Kenny is a force and and as a pass rusher Rashawn is is playing at an unbelievably high level I don't know necessarily about run defense I think he's struggling there a little bit I saw at least two times when there was a, a big hole and it's Rashawn that's just getting blown off the off his spot. Maybe it was just those two times, I don't know. But I want to get the bad out of the way so that we can move on, and I, I think I got it all off my chest. I hope you're still hanging with me. And if you have a different assessment, that's good. I'm, I'm just trying to be honest with where I'm kind of at with this process, and, and that's kind of where I'm at. I'm not saying that they won't get better. I'm hopeful that they will. I'm just kind of to the point where it's like, you just need to prove it to me now. I'm not going to assume for you anymore. I'm not going to assume that this is obviously going to get better because look at the talent. I'm not going to assume, you know, hey, Christian Watson, I've watched the tape. He's open all the time. Eventually, they're going to throw it. He's going to catch it. It's going to be great. I'm not assuming that. Until it happens, he's a jet sweep guy that kind of just wastes space when he's actually running routes because it's not really, other than stressing, you know, stretching out the defense, he's not doing anything. And I guess we're fine with that. And I'm not going to assume just because Elton Jenkins was dominant for the last two years that he's going to continue to be. I don't know if it's a right tackle thing. I don't know if it's an injury thing. I don't know, but it's a problem. But I, th- I think the one silver lining that, that has come up that I agree with is whether it should have been or not, it became a playoff game when it was down to the wire. And at that point, you can forget about the third string quarterback. You can forget about all that. This is playoff football now. You have issues that you can't seem to resolve. It's overtime. It's crunch time. You have to find a way to overcome the issues that you're having and win this game, and they did. And the, and the great thing about the offense going three and out is that we got to watch the offense and the defense overcome their deficiencies, and we watched the defense stop them with their run defense and then watch the offense march down the field, win through passing and rushing, and then the special teams closed it out with a win. I mean, it, it really, it all just kind of came together at the end. And so... um 
I'm excited about that. I, I love the way Rodgers is talking about his his players. As much heat as he gets, especially for the rookies, he talks glowingly about Romeo Dobbs. He really does. Not so much about Christian, not yet. Um, there's obviously some some issues there as far as you know, just not really fully understanding. But we'll see. I'm still optimistic because again, you got a hyper athletic guy that's that's running open. You just have to assume there's going to be a connection at some point. Every time he launched a ball, I was like, oh, it's got to be Christian. Come on, please be Christian. And it never was, again, aside from that one time where I don't freaking know what that was. I'm going to go find it on Twitter just because I'm starting to wonder if I remember it wrong because I can't even explain. And I, again, I think he did that in training camp too, where it's like, what, what are we trying to even do here? I don't understand. Oh, here you go. Positive news and all this I completely forgot to even pay attention to. For the first time since week 11 of 1921 season, the Chicago Bears are no longer the outright all-time franchise wins leader. They were tied with the Buffalo All-Americans at 18 total wins. The Packers now have the same number of franchise wins as the Bears with 785. By the way, I I probably should put it out there that Christian Watson got his first touchdown. As as, as I'm sitting here talking about all this stuff, um, again, it was on the jet sweep, but I I was excited, man, and my son was excited. Remember, that was like his favorite player in the draft, and we ended up drafting him. So um, I, I really hope for my son's sake, especially that he has a great career here in Green Bay for a long time, because that's such a cool thing, you know, for him to his first ever like draft process going through. It. We were watching film of all the players, all the receivers and something about Watson. Um, he just he loved it. And it was cool, too, because we watched it in order. You know, like this is the guy that is supposedly like the best. And it was funny because we got to Pickens, who was probably my favorite. And he's like, that's, that's my new favorite. And I was like, dude, me too. Right. Then we got to Christian Watson, who was like after Pickens. Now we're like mid to late second round. He watches Christian. He's like, uh, kind of think that's my dude right there. So it it was just cool that he, knowing he was going against the grain and picking a guy who was kind of later, um, standing out on, on his own. And then, then we draft him and everything. So I'm, Pretty jacked up about that for him. Trying to go on Twitter to watch that uh, that play again, but unfortunately all they were showing is the touchdown. Not that I'm sad about watching this 50 times, but I'm just saying. I guess since we're on it, here's Christian Watson talking about his touchdown and his first Lambo leap. Feel to get that Lambo leap? Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's surreal. I mean, it's something I dreamed of uh, since I was a kid, you know, just being able to you know, play at the highest level and you know, score touchdowns at the highest level. Uh, so I'm definitely excited to get that first one. There you go. Christian Watson on his... First touchdown in the pros. Hey, you got you to gotta break through that, you know? Uh, again, we're talking about growth. And granted, he didn't really do anything other than what he's done this whole time, but you kind of start chipping away a little bit. Little bit, little bit, little bit to, to take those steps. By the way, yes, once again, Christian Watson is on the fastest ball carrier list for that seven-yard run. I, I, if for no other reason, I want him to catch a pass just so we can see what speed he has at a straight line because... He runs laterally for seven yards, and again, he cracks 20 miles an hour, 20.82 miles an hour. It's ridiculous. And it's funny because I was watching it like, oh, he's jogging toward the end there. <laughs> but it is it is funny watching him because you watch him and it doesn't seem that fast until you watch the other guys trying to catch him, and they're they're running as fast as they can, and he's just... Team you might. Here's first down. And look at the run by the rookie Watson. He's running right past him. That's good stuff, man. It's just good, wholesome fun. The roar of the crowd. That's pretty cool. I guess since we're on here, we might as well do a couple other for the next-gen stats. Rashawn Gary ranks 18th right now for fastest sacks. He did so in 2.75 seconds. 
I think it's easy to remember what sack that was. <laughs> I remember, I wasn't even looking. I don't remember what I was looking at, but I, I like glanced to see because I, I thought somebody was going to come open. I don't know what I was watching, like the tight end or something. And all of a sudden, he is just, he's gone. He just got erased out of the corner of my eye. I'm like, what the heck just happened? I'm almost always watching the quarterback in these plays and watching the pass rushers, but for whatever reason, I wasn't. And that dude just, he vanished. Um, incredible yards after the catch. Randall Cobb is 12th on this list. Um, there was a 40-yard reception. He was expected to get five yards after the catch. He ended up getting 30 yards after the catch, which is 25 yards above expected on that play. I think he's been on here a couple times. And actually, you know what? This is the entire 2022 season. Dang it. I'm an idiot. I did all this wrong. I'd go back and erase it. I just don't care enough. Um, Christian Watson, and this is week four, ranks seventh overall with that run for 20.48 seconds. And that was a 15-yard run, so that must have been from a different week. So he's seventh this week for fastest ball carriers. My bad. Anyways, I've embarrassed myself. Let's get out of here. Uh, we'll come back to this another time. I hate that. I did that last time, too, I think. Tell you what, we'll go through this specific game, and then we'll get out of here. Um, longest completed air distance, Aaron Rodge. For, Aaron Rodge. Wow, we're best friends. We use those terms. 41 yards. Fastest ball carrier, Christian Watson, 20.48 miles per hour. Again, that's shocking, considering... I mean, he's not even he's not even running. Fastest sack, Rashawn Gary, 3.1 seconds. Matt Judon, just for comparison, 4.9 seconds. And then finally, and this, this is pretty wild, defensive pass rush. They have average separation from the quarterback. So on average, when the quarterback releases the ball, um, how far away is the defensive front, the defensive lineman, whatever, from the quarterback? League average is 4.53 yards. Jaron Reed was 5.01. Preston Smith was 5.16. Kenny Clark, 5.43. So all of them were worse than average. Rashawn Gary, 3.55 yards. A full yard under the league average. He lives around the quarterback. The uh, best for the Patriots was Christian Barmore at 4.11 yards. He was well below three. That dude's on another level, man. Um... Yeah, I, I uh, will, uh, before we go into the break, Des Bryant just tweeted out, Dobbs, I got my eyes on you. I think he might be a great one. That ain't a bad thing. That ain't a bad thing. I'm trying to remember who it was. Was it, was it, it wasn't Des. It was, uh, <laughs> was it Ocho Cinco that uh, started crying when he watched a, a uh, Devontae Adams route? It's not a bad thing when you got premier... NFL wide receivers watching football on Sunday going, that guy's, that guy's special. So there's a lot of rookie wide receivers doing a lot of special things in the NFL right now. Chris Olave, um, Drake London. I think Pickens had a big day this week, although I'm curious how much of it. I think he had, you know, at the end of the game, they threw like a 40-yard pass to try to get closer to kick a field goal or whatever you call it, like one of those. So probably just subtract that from the total. But either way, Sounds like he had a better day than uh, in the past. Cracked 100 yards. Um, who else? Traylon Burks is doing pretty well. I think Jahan Dotson's doing all right. So for him to pick out Dobbs, I'm just saying, that's that's pretty cool. I mean, now i got to peep his timeline, see if he's just doing this to everybody. It is cool how much he loves football. You go through here, he's tweeting about every single one of these games, man. Say what you want about Des Bryant. That guy loves, he loves this game. And some of these guys, they kind of just, um, probably most of them don't, but... This dude, especially the wide receivers, he's hyping up everybody. Not not the rookies, but, um, you know, Diggs, CeeDee Lamb. He's just going down the line, these guys. 
I don't know, man. I'm not seeing anything here. Anyways, we'll leave it at that. Um, I mean, we're going to take a break. We're not done. Patreon.com forward slash pack underscore daddy. If you'd like to support the podcast, please check out mybookie.ag. They're back partnering with us. Uh, again, I don't have a promo code for you yet. They didn't, they didn't send it to me. But there is one. So go check it out. Uh, as I mentioned on last night's podcast, I already won money. I forgot, I forgot that I've worked with my bookie in the past. And as soon as they wanted to re-up, I'm like, heck yeah, I went back over there. I had like seven dollars. I dropped three bucks that the Packers wouldn't cover nine and a half. So <laughs> I think I made like two dollars and seventy some odd cents. So I'm almost at ten dollars. Look at that. Just that easy. Turn that ten dollars into like fifteen bucks next week. Heck, in about a year, I got some money here. <laughs> But for those of you that have money that you can actually bet with, you know, if you'd have put down $30 instead of $3, it would have been something. But I'm excited. I'm excited my bookie's back. I love when they're back because then I get, to, I get to play with a little play money and I get to talk about it. And I love talking about it. But uh, that's it. FertileGroundRanch.org, Patreon.com forward slash pack underscore daddy. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Well, the Chiefs are uh, putting one on the Buccaneers, and it's kind of bittersweet because on one hand, we can't sit here and say, hey, we didn't score a lot of points, but it's an elite defense. Um, I mean, you can. Sometimes teams have bad days. Sometimes it's bad matchup, whatever. But the good, the good side of it is Tampa's getting absolutely rolled, and that's awesome because, you know, as much as the Packers might have a couple little hiccups here, some struggles, you kind of look at the playing field, and you're like, in the NFC – who the heck are we scared of? Tampa's one of them, but we already beat them. You got the Eagles and what? I know we can beat the Vikings. I'm not saying it's an automatic. Nothing's an automatic, but I'm I'm not worried about that. If we can play our best game and not play like garbage, I don't think they necessarily looked all that impressive. So who? Dallas? I don't think so. Washington? Giants? I don't think so. I mean, we'll see with the whole running thing, but... 49ers, the way Garoppolo's been playing? Seahawks? Come on, man. So, I'll take it. I'll take it. Granted, if we happen to luck our way into the Super Bowl, or or earn our way in, it's going to be pretty rough. (laughs) 
because the AFC is a little stacked. But fortunately, they'll take care of each other and knock each other out, and we got like one one good opponent to, to worry about. By the way, sounds like Odell Beckham isn't opposed to coming here. I'm not saying I want him. I'm just telling you that there's interactions going on on Twitter. He was talking about how great Aaron Rodgers looked. Some guy I don't know said, you know, you guys together wouldn't be bad. And he's like, hey, you're not telling me nothing I don't know. It's not exactly what he said. That's just the way I phrase it so that it makes sense to me and people that are listening. (laughs) And we haven't even gone over the stats yet, but Jacob Morley says that was the quietest six receptions for 116 yards of Alan Lazard's career. Every time we go through the stats, I look at it and go, that ain't right. Last week, it was the rushing yards per attempt. And I was like, I didn't know it was that bad. That's crazy. Lazard had over 100 yards receiving. I'm sitting here thinking, I don't. I guess, I guess I do remember. He had some pretty big chunks, but certainly surprising. So why don't we do that real quick, just so that we know what we're talking about, you know, in, entirely. Aaron Rodgers, 21-35, 251 yards, 7.2 yards per attempt, two touchdowns and a pick six, only sacked once. I feel like that happens a lot. He doesn't actually get down a lot. There's pressure, and he panics, and he scrambles, and he throws the ball away a lot. He doesn't end up on his back a ton, though. Bailey Zappi sacked three times. Brian Hoyer sacked once. Four sacks against the Patriots. Aaron Jones, 6.9 yards per attempt. 16 carries, 110 yards. A.J. Dillon, 17 carries, 73 yards, 4.3. Still ain't bad. Um, Christian Watson, one carry for 15 yards and a touchdown. Kids call that a tutty, which is close to something else, but it's not that. Alan Lazard, eight targets, six receptions, 116 freaking yards. Look at that. Aaron Jones, four targets, three receptions, five yards. I'm just going in order that they put it in for some random reason. Romeo Dobbs, eight targets again, but he caught five of them for 47 yards and a touchdown. Robert Tunyon, two targets, two receptions, 22 yards. Dylan, two targets, one reception, 11 yards. Watson, three targets, one reception, eight yards. Randall Cobb, four targets, three receptions, 42 yards. Josiah DeGuara, one target, zero receptions. Dobbs and Tunyon with touchdowns. Longest reception of the day, Lazard, 32 yards, followed by Cobb, 24, Tunyon, 20, Dobbs, 16, Dylan, 11, and then uh, Watson, 8, Jones, 4. There you go. On the defense, Jaron Reed and Quay Walker had uh, the most tackles of the day with eight. Sacks, two for Rashawn Gary, one for Jaron Reed, and then a half for Dean and a half for Preston. Tackles for a loss, Rashawn Gary, Jaron Reed, Quay Walker, Razul Douglas, Darnell Savage, and Adrian Amos, all with tackles for a loss. Rashawn Gary with a forced fumble. Almost forgot about that. That was glorious. That dude is something else, man. And then uh, on the Wii fence, which is stupid, Amari Rogers, three returns for 66 yards, 22 average. Punt returns, two returns, 11 yards, 5.5 average. His longest was seven. Uh, kicking, Crosby, two for two. On his field goals, uh, three for three on extra points. Pat O'Donnell, five punts, 210 yards, 42 average. Two of those inside the 20, his longest was 48 yards. Uh, Packers did win time of possession, 36 minutes to 33 minutes. Uh, They had three less penalties for 35 less yards. Should have been eight penalties for the Patriots, but we don't need to relive that. We did lose the turnover battle two to one. Matt LaFleur talked about that, mentioned that it's tough to lose the turnover battle and win the game. I'd actually talked about that um, being a major part of this game. I don't think, I don't remember exactly what I said. I could look it up, but I want to. I thought I said that they don't lose when they win the turnover battle. So that would be pretty major as far as, um, you know, breaking that. It's not great to lose the turnover battle, but 
to be the one team that's overcome that is uh, it's a good thing. Anyways, continuing on here, uh, snap counts. Let's take a little look-see. Alan Lazard and Romeo Dobbs, 70 snaps each. Aaron Rodgers had 73, just for context. There were three times Rodgers was on the field that those two were not. So that's that's number one and number two by a absolute mile. Wide receiver number three is Randall Cobb with 25 snaps. From 70 down to 25, Christian Watson at 18. Tight ends, Tunyon 32, Lewis 31, Davis 21, DeGuara 11. And then uh, running backs, Jones 45, Dylan 42. So, yeah, that's um, Dobbs is the dude, man, for sure. Immediate PFF reactions. They put a little note in here for defensive spotlight. It says, if you're making a list of elite edge rushers in the NFL, you better include Rashawn Gary after today. He recorded two stops in run defense, but that pales in comparison to what he did as a pass rusher. He racked up three sacks, one knocking Brian Hoyer out of the game and another forcing a fumble he recovered, and two more pressures on only 21 pass rushing snaps. So if I'm counting right, three sacks they're giving him credit for, in addition to two more pressures, makes a grand total of five pressures on 21 attempts. That would be about 24%. Didn't one of the patrons say three sacks today? I, I thought I saw that they only recorded two, but they're putting them down for three on this. Let me check. We'll recap this a little later. I just want to see. First of all, oh, that's the wrong one. Kurt Hildebrandt. Rashawn Gary gets three. Yes, count them. Three sacks. I don't know that it's official, but I'm going to call that a win. Aaron says offense is going to be stagnant first half. Score a touchdown right before halftime, then light up the second half with a 35-10 win. You were half right on that. Craig says defense scores a touchdown. Technically, you're right. Just I'm assuming you meant Packers, but we'll just call that you're right. Jacob says defense has four sacks. What was the total? Was it five? I don't remember. Donnie. Oh, Donnie says Dobbs catching two touchdowns on 170 yards receiving. I don't think he touches 170. But he was so close to two touchdowns. That'd be a dude. These are some pretty good, uh, pretty good predictions here for 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 an entire list of stuff that I'm looking at. Going, I don't think any of this happens. There's there's at least three or four pretty solid, at least real close near misses. Offensive line spotlight. Elton Jenkins isn't close to back to the form we saw from him before his ACL tear. He allowed three pressures, including a sack on 37 pass block snaps. After a 63.1 overall grade over his first two starts, Jenkins won't be raising that after his performance against the Patriots. So he's going to have a pretty low grade, I'm guessing. So there you go. They got to figure something out with Mr. Elgton Jenkins. And I think we're going to end with this. Andy Herman just posted it. Not an ideal game from the Packers defense, but game on the line. Patriots' final three drives were three plays, one yard punt, three plays, nine yards punt, three plays, five yards punt. He said that last drive came with first and 10 on their own 49-yard line when a field goal would have won the game. There are positives, and I think the negatives, they're, they're, they're very clear, and it's just a question of can you fix it. The offensive line, the run defense, and there needs to be some chemistry. It's probably not the right word, but cohesion to the offense. It's a little bit too inconsistent. And again, you need consistency to drive down the field. That's what it takes. Success, and then success, and then success, and then success. And you do that six six or so times down the field, 
you can put some points on the board. They're having a hard time stringing that many successful plays together to make a successful series. Anyways, folks, it's late. I got to get going to bed. I'm sure there's a lot of things I missed and, and should be touching on, but we got all week to kind of relive some of this, and I look forward to hearing from you guys and um, your perspectives and things that you saw and, and whatever. Um, most efficient way to do that, 608-501-0718. I will not miss your call. Call in. Let me know what you think. Just leave a message. I'm not going to pick up an answer and screen your call or anything. You just Make a call, you leave a message with your thoughts, and and we carry on with everything that's going on in our lives. Have a great night. Packers win again. On to the next one. Bye-bye.